New Zealand Rugby's lucrative sponsorship with French construction company Eltrad is up in the air after billionaire owner Mohead Eltrad was handed an 18-month suspended jail term by a Paris court overnight. Eltrad found guilty of corruption in connection with the company's sponsorship of the French national team, a case that's also brought down World Rugby Vice Chairman Bernard Laporte. Laporte, a Frenchman of course, found guilty of passive corruption, influence peddling, illegal interest taking and misuse of corporate assets. They all sound pretty um, serious charges to me. World Rugby announced today Laporte had decided to self-suspend from the game's governing body. Now, Mohit Eltrad, who's also the owner and president of Montpellier Rugby Club, was found guilty of active corruption, influence peddling and misuse of corporate assets. He was handed an 18-month suspended prison sentence as well as a fine of €50,000. Both men deny any wrongdoing. They can appeal. Now, this links into New Zealand, of course, because Eltrad is the front-of-shirt sponsor for the All Blacks, the Black Ferns and both of our seven sides following a six-year deal announced last August worth tens of millions of dollars to New Zealand rugby. So where do we go from here? Former New Zealand rugby CEO David Moffat is with us on this. David, thanks for taking the time this evening. Given this news, should New Zealand rugby look to sever its ties with El Trad? Uh, I mean, I think it's just a little bit too early to say that. Um, and I really... Um, you know, I mean, New Zealand find themselves, New Zealand rugby finds themselves in a situation that I don't think I've ever seen before in, in just about any sport. They're not alone in this either because France is also sponsored by Altrad and they have Altrad on the front of the uh, Le Bleu jersey. So I, I would think that um, <clears throat> New Zealand rugby would, would be having talks with a lot of people uh, today. Um, Including Silver Lake, of course, because Silver Lake have bought the rights to to the um, all, all, all of the sponsorship uh, in the future, and uh, so they will have a view in respect of this. But I think the French courts, as I understand it, stopped short of saying he couldn't actually run a business, and they've said that that he can, although he's under some sort of um, you know two-year good behaviour bond or whatever it is. I don't know what it is in France. Very, very difficult situation for New Zealand because their primary objective, I'm sure, is to is to make sure that the All Black brand is is preserved. You know, they will not want any any collateral damage to the All Black brand uh, because it is so valuable, as has been proven by Silver Lake, and it's also valuable for New Zealand as well. I mean. You know, the all-black brand is, is arguably the biggest biggest brand in New Zealand. Some would say it's an even bigger brand than New Zealand itself. I don't think that's the case. But, but you know, it's hugely, hugely important to New Zealand. What's your gut feel then, David, on, on that collateral damage? Will New Zealand rugby, the all-blacks, the, you know, the black ferns, will they be tarred by this? I look, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. I don't know how many people in New Zealand... Or around the world are invested to that degree in, in what's happening uh, around the All Blacks. I think the I think New Zealand rugby's got about three choices here. The first is that they could actually, I mean, and they'd be able to do it under the under the contracts. I'm sure there'd be clauses in there which says that both parties cannot do any damage to the other party. Um, so they could actually cancel it. Um, they could. Um, go back to Altrat and say, well, you know, we're going to renegotiate this deal. 
um, or or they could just continue on with it. I'm sure because this has been on foot for quite a long time, and I'm I'm sure they must 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 have got some advice from some real experts. I, I would, if it was me, I would have gone some time ago, prior to knowing what the outcome was, to the world the world's best experts on you know brand values and what would happen if this if 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 you got a negative um, out of the uh, French courts, and ask them what what should they do. And then I'd send the bill for that to to all trade. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not it's not New Zealand rugby's fault, is it? No, really? I was, that, well, that was my question, David. There's no fault no. at the feet of New Zealand rugby here. No. They, they did no. due diligence supposedly on this. This isn't yeah. their fault, is it? No, not at all. And uh, they just find themselves in a situation, as I said at the top, um, where I'm not aware of any other. I mean, it could happen in fo- football or somewhere like. I'm not sure, but I, I can't. I, you know, I just. It's just a position that, as a chief executive, you never want to be in, because it's almost a lose-lose, and it's not your fault. So you know, hopefully they're able to find the right way through, um, and with with the right advice. Um, and as I've, and I've said, you know, I'm sure they'd be talking to France as well, because I know the French are the French, and they'll do what the French always do. But um, but you know, they they they're in a perhaps even worse position because obviously this has happened um, in France and in, in Montpellier. So cancel, renegotiate or continue? If they were yeah. to cancel, David, how challenging would it be to find an alternative sponsor at this level? I think it would be very difficult. And that's, that, and that's, the, that's the unfairness of a situation like this. Um, you know, they've set the market price and then to, get, to go and get somebody else you know, another company, and and the num- and the number of industries that you can get that sort of money from are shrinking all the time. I mean, you know, New Zealand rugby are not going to go and get an oil company, for example, as a sponsor because that would, well, it just wouldn't work these days, would it? Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you get sponsors like this, as a as a union, you do everything in your power to make those organisations that you're dealing with absolutely feel like they're getting a great deal um, and you expect nothing less in return, you know, that they won't do anything that will upset the all black brand. And I, I mean, and it's always the sport that actually I think goes the extra yard to do the right thing in a sponsorship. New Zealand rugby, I'm sure does that. Look, I mean, you take a look at the Adidas deal. The Adidas deal is now, I mean, I did that deal in 1998, I think it was. Um, and it's still there 20, 24 years, 20, nearly 25 years later. And it's been a fantastic partnership. That's what you want. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, you know, I feel for the guys at New Zealand Rugby. They're going to they're gonna make a decision um, and it's not going to be easy. If they continue, and I, I, I actually think they might just continue, maybe yeah. with a couple of tweaks. I mean, does the average New Zealand Rugby fan actually care that, that Ltrad's on the front and Ltrad might be a bit dodgy? I don't really think so, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you know, I, I think they're more concerned about whether the All Blacks are winning or losing. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, and, and and that sort of thing, or who's coaching the All Blacks, or who should be the captain, and all those sorts of things that, that Monday morning cooler, you know, discussions. But, um, yeah, so... No, I, and, and they'll be taking that into account, and presumably if they're getting advice from experts in this field that will all be taken 
into account. But it's something that you wouldn't want to be dealing with. No, and that's the, as you say, that's the tragedy of this. It's nothing of their own making, just something else on no. their plate as we approach Christmas time. Uh, we don't want it at any time, do you? So what's, what's your gut telling you, David? What what will the likely outcome be? Uh, look, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I wouldn't like to hazard a guess because I'm not in the room, you know, talking about this stuff. And as I said also, there is there is another player now in Silver Lake who... Um, would, you know, once, I'm not sure if that deal's finalised or not, but once it is, then then they are responsible for delivering on the the ultrads of this world. So they're going to have a big input into the final decision. So, I, I and, and I'm, I'm obviously not across any of those internal discussions. Um, I'm just, you know, giving my view as to what I would do there. And, and, and the Silver Lake phone call would have been one of the first. The second phone call I would have made would have been to the French Rugby Union. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get those, get some feedback from those two organisations and then you come back in and you have the board and you talk about what the options are. Mm. All right. Well, that's all ahead of those uh, charged with those responsibilities now. Thanks so much for your analysis and expertise, David. Really appreciate it. No problems, Jace. Good to talk to you. Have a great Christmas and all your listeners. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.